Hello, everybody. This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast, Season 3, Episode 7. We're back. Another week. But it is a big contrast from the <laughs> last time that we came to you guys last week. The Sabres won both their games uh, against Vegas and the New York Rangers. And for the first time since 2011, January 23rd or 24th, 2011, the Buffalo Sabres have more wins than losses. 2,083 days. We have a true 500 record. There is no more fake. We're 2-1-2. and two. We're above 500. No, baby. This team is 2-1. and one. We're, we're living up to the hype through three games. But listen, this is a different team. The fact that we won two of our three is a big sign for if we're going to be able to sustain this throughout the year. Now, here's one thing. Uh, Of course, we we certainly have depth within our starting lineup. I'm starting to worry a bit about if a guy like Skinner gets hurt because he's a big-time playmaker for us, Uh, or even a guy like Sherry if he misses time. Um, We'll get into that later, but from what I've seen now, if this lineup stays intact, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. I didn't get to catch the Rangers game, but the Vegas game, they were fun. They were fun. It it was night and day in comparison to the home opener. The home opener was like, think about the worst case scenario for what a home opener would be and multiply that by 10. At least it was against the Bruins. Yeah, they were horrible. They were, I think Mm -hmm. everybody, uh, me included, uh, the overreaction was justified because they were just that bad that night. And when you come out looking like that, when the expectations are so high for you to be better, it's just, ugh. but that's in the past. It is Look on in, to the future. It is indeed in the past. Uh, and how amazing is it that it's been what six years since this team has even been above five hundred? How is that even possible? And how has this not been talked about? That's my question. Nobody. This is, this is huge. How are you? How are you not above five hundred for six years? No, no, we did talk about it though. Us here on the show in the Charge in Buffalo, we yeah, talked about that's it. it. Yep, that's it. Because this was a big problem. Everyone else, or a lot of people, were so caught up in you know you have more regulation wins and losses, but you still have those overtime losses. Oh, you're still above five hundred, which always ticked me off. I I hated. Oh, that. I hate fake. I hated that. Fake. It's fake five hundred. It's fake five hundred. It's not real, right? No. You still have more losses than wins. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. You have you if you look in the win percentage column, you you have less than five hundred percent of your games. Not five hundred percent. I'm sorry, less than fifty percent of your games won. And Imagine if wow. a team had a two thousand day streak of being above five hundred. Imagine just imagine how that would be talked up about. Yeah. National media, but not the Sabers. With I want to do the math on that. What would our record be? Oh my god, <laughs> it'd be amazing. Yeah. I'll tell you that. But yes, hopefully we never ha- have to deal with a streak of two thousand plus days being under five hundred again. Yeah, I didn't even know you the, the last time the Sabers. No, were above five hundred. I saw you walking around. Yeah, school and such, but uh, no. Yeah, I never knew you. Yeah, that's another thing. What were we doing when we were last? God. 
I was, and they weren't even a good team that year. They on, were not even a good team. That's the thing. It's not like honest to God. When was the last time they were? No, they were two games above five hundred that year because they started two and one. Yeah, they were two and zero oh mm-hmm. at one point. So I want. I wonder when, if they w- knock on wood. If they win tonight against the Avalanche, when was the last time they were three games above? What 500? is the most? I'm going to do the math. What is the most amount of games we have been above 500 since the oh. playoffs were last year? Now, just think about this. The last time we were even in, last time we were 500, I was still coming home from school and playing with wrestling figures. Like, that's that's how long ago this was. Uh, what are some other things, man? Jeez Louise. I was playing Minecraft. Like, Minecraft, <laughs> Minecraft was just coming out. The last time, jeez, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's think here. Jeez, Louise, a lot of stuff happened. Um, I, I need to. We've had we've had two presidential elections since the last time the Sabers were in the playoffs. Can you believe that? No. <laughs> like those come around like once in a million years. I feel like I had like two in my lifetime. I haven't, but I've had more than that. But still, like, we've had two presidents since. What happened? Like, what did happen? That because it's not like we're midway through the season no. talking about how we're above five hundred. They won two two games. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't been able to win a home opener since that season. Right. They haven't been <laughs> able to rebound after losing the home opener since that season. Mm-hmm. That's just. Incredible! I can't believe that wasn't talked about. It just about. fascinates me now. Like, uh, wait, so 2011-12. Here we go. Sabers season schedule. I'm gonna see when was the last time this team was Man, three o- games above five hundred. Occupy Wall Street was a thing. The last time we we, we were five hundred. <laughs> that was forever ago. Oh jeez. Okay. I, I keep thinking like that was just a weird time yep. in the world. Okay, you you got to see the. Rangers game, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Oh, it was great. Uh, well, I mean, okay. This, we haven't talked about this yet on the show, right? No. Okay. No. This was the game with a 3 on 0. Mm-hmm. Carter Hutton yep, the intro. made an outstanding save. In the end, here's, here, here's what scares me and that lingers in the back of my mind. Really good teams don't allow 3 on 0 rushes. That yeah, it, it was a poor giveaway that should by not Thompson. The most I have seen is a two on zero, I think. And I, I mean, I'm certainly, if I have seen a three on zero before, it's been rare enough where I don't remember it. If you don't score on a three on zero, you're a joke. Yeah. By the way, that That's was that was all Carter Hutton. Yeah. And now here's here's the thing. Evan Rodriguez in this game had. He played a very fine hockey game. He by played the way. a really good he's, game in the Vegas game as well. He's had a great season. He did you see the Lundqvist save where he sprawled down, kicked his oh, legs yes, apart? Oh yes, I saw that. Yeah, Evan Rodriguez gets the blame for quote not burying it. It's just a great save. The guy did all you can possibly do there. He dropped to a knee. I mean, I it's I, I don't know what to say. It's, it's not. 
Henrik Lundqvist yeah, did everything he needed to do to make that save. It was a save. It was a good save. Any any other goalie would have allowed that in. If Lundqvist doesn't make that move, it's a goal. I don't know how in that space, from his position, Rodriguez can put that anywhere else or any more perfectly than he did. And Lundqvist is still the agile man that he is at like 35, 36 years old, however he is. Still made the save. There's nothing more Rodriguez can do there. I'm sorry. It's It's... He made a good play. He got into he got into position first of all. Let's take that as a good sign. We're taking all this for granted now. He got into good position there. Um, Rodriguez has been really good. Rodriguez has been. Amazing. I love the fourth line. Yes, the fourth line has been great. Now we, I think we, everybody bags on Zemi Skurgensons, but you said the other day that it's just probably just because he's not scoring. Yeah. So I think we just need to come to terms with the fact that Zemi Skurgensons is not going to be that. For the going to be living up to that first round pick potential, he we just need to come to accept that he's a fourth line player, mm-hmm. and by the looks of it, pretty good fourth line player. Yeah. So, I mean, and the talk have... of him being waived and that, that's just probably crazy talk at this point because he seems to have good chemistry with Pominville and Rodriguez. It's a pretty good fourth line. I keep it together. And the role, Probably my favorite fourth line that this team has put out in a very long time. I'm a big matchups guy and a big up and down the lineup guy. The role that he has played and that he is still playing, he's played that for a really long time. That is a big matchup nightmare against teams with more inexperienced fourth lines around the league, and there's a lot of them. Um, so to have him, a guy with that much experience down there and that's that young still, could still skate... He was never really a skater, even. I'm not a skater. I'm sorry. A goal scorer. Yeah. His most goals scored are probably like 15. In the, I can't. I don't know the exact number. Yeah, of I think like 15. In the tank year, though, yeah. one of the tank years. So it was never realistic for us. I mean, what, what were what were we expecting out of him? 25 goals after that, like, which we probably were. But I think the uh, goal scoring upside was never there. Right. I don't think so. Right. We we don't. Not every team needs. You know those guys to score. You need guys other than scorers too. And I think uh, Gergensen's is just a really good role player, and I think it's justified for him to be a fan favorite. I think I I like Gergensen's. I think he's a, a damn hard worker. I like him. Uh, I've always liked him. Even when we've criticized him in, in recent years, I I hope if we go back and listen, I can find points where I defended him because I've always liked him. But uh, back to the rest of the game though, it was good. It was a good game. Uh, Connor Sherry. Connor Sherry, yes. I like him. I mm-hmm. really like Connor mm-hmm. Sherry. It, he he had a couple mistakes in the Vegas game from what I saw. He but, fell on the breakaway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's got what, three points, three points in three games, or maybe four. He, he leads us in goal scoring, I believe. Well, yeah, he's got two. He's tied at Eichel now. Yeah. No, Eichel, no, Eichel leads us. He has three. Yeah, Eichel's got three. Yeah. He got the empty net against the Rangers, and then he had the two... Oh, Jack Eichel is so good. Jack Eichel is Jack Eichel deal. is so good. He makes you stop midpoint and change what you're talking about because he's <laughs> that good. <laughs> like he, this is truly what we meant when when we were all talking about Eichel needs line mates. Eichel needs team. Eichel needs guys around him. Mm-hmm. He has guys now, and he's exploding with offense this yeah. year. And can we just talk about how the NHL has been so fun this year? It has, just with Eichel and the, like the celebrations in mm-hmm. the in the Vegas game. That was great. 
uh, Austin Matthews and Patrick Kane. Put the hand to the ear. Carolina awesome. uh, rushing the boards. Car- yes, Carolina yeah. all after a win, jumping into the glass. I'm rooting for those Hurricanes. Gritty. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, I hate the Carolina Hurricanes. I still hate them for I still do, too. For <laughs> But that's a fun team. They're, it's an mm-hmm. underdog. It's an underdog story. Justin Williams looks better than ever. <laughs> like, I, wa- I watch them play. I'm like, man, Williams could still go out there. Mm-hmm. But the goaltending is a question for them, definitely. Yeah. I, ho- I hope in the future we can get to talk about, as the season goes on, more of the, uh, the league-wide happenings. But um, Curtis McElhenney. Curtis McElhenney. Big Mac. Uh, still wearing his Maple Leafs pads. Mm-hmm. They just painted him red. Uh, I mean, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Good guy. But yeah, they, look at all the young talent they have on that team. Their defense is good. They got Svechnikov. They got Martin Neches. Mm-hmm. But like, look at all the players that they sent out. They got rid of Hannafin. They got rid of Skinner. Skinner. They got rid of Elias Lindholm. But they still managed to field a pretty decent looking team. Granted, it's only a few games into the season, but they it, look good. It's gonna be a fun year for for like new teams mm-hmm. and. Thank goodness the Sabres have shored up their goalie situation with... Carter the, Hutton looks like yeah the real deal. But, I mean, with the Leafs in this division now, imagine if we had Leonard or Johnson in there against them. Because Tavares and Matthews... How many goals? Does Matthews have seven goals? Matthews has... I thought he had six. I don't know. I think him and Tavares have six apiece. Uh, I think which is seven. Which that, either way, that's that is amazing. frightening. Yes, frightening. But they're a fun team. And Morgan to watch. Riley, Morgan Riley's having a good start too. He is. Mm-hmm. Par Lindholm is he from overseas? Or yeah, is he a, I think he played. He's a veteran though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he played in SHL last year. Also, another thing I saw, you know, Kovar. Yeah. Yeah. He was that KHL signing for. He's like for the 30, Islanders. Thirty-one-year-old yeah. dude, right? He signed with the Islanders, and he's, now he. Uh, at noon, he'll be yeah. uh, going back to the KHL, I would assume, because he didn't make the Islanders. They made a big deal out of that, too, a real mm-hmm. big stink. But, uh, yeah, it's, he's all, it seems like every year now, some guy comes over from the KHL, doesn't make the team. Like, mm-hmm. uh, who was the big guy in Vegas last year? I forgot his name. Shipachev. Vadim Shipachev yeah. was the case last year. So, yeah, it's fun start to the year. The Sabres look fun these past two games. But yeah. watch them go lay an egg against the Colorado Avalanche tonight. So... Colorado didn't look too hot the other night against Columbus. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. Nathan McKinnon is really good. Man, yeah, he's still he's really good. Jeez, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch this team play games again. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to do that. I can't keep the smile off my face. I I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little weary of the upcoming Western Conference road trip because mm-hmm. we're always disappointed. Sabres after dark. Sabres after dark will make the return. Mm-hmm. I, l- I always like the Canada trip later in the season. but Okay, so I have the 2011-2012 Sabres season up. And they started the season. I think this was the year where they went out to, like, Finland. Yes, right? this was the global series. Yes. So they started out 2-0. And then they lost, and then they won three in a row. So they started out five and one. Mm-hmm. That was the best start. The last time they've had a really, really good start. So five and one, and then they go out and lose two. So that's five and three, and then you got six and three, uh, six and five. Yeah. So pretty decent start. I remember after that. 
I don't know. I don't know if it was the Kings or Ducks game. It, one Vili, of them, Vili Lano, might have scored oh a couple goals, and I thought, wow, this guy. One of them was guy. on. One of them was on a Friday, and they they were afternoon games, of course. And I came from I came home from school, and my mom and I were talking about this, and we mentioned how the Sabers were were fourth in the whole NHL, and we were better than the Penguins, and we were getting all excited because it was two games, and we were better than the Penguins. But uh, that's my firmest memory of that. That season only sick with me because of that. No, this this is the season where they had like no depth, and Paul Shahura and company were coming up for yeah. some reason. I what, what's Paul Shahura up to? I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look it up. So we had him. Who who are some other guys? Joe Finley. Joe Finley. Joe Finley. Did Mancari play? Uh, sh- oh, he had to. Have. I think there's no way. I, I by the way, I looked up Gergensen's highest goal total: 15 in the tank year. So okay. we must have talked about that so much that it's just ingrained in my mind. Paul Shahura. I'm going to bring up this whole... Currently playing in the KHL with Tractor Chelyabinsk. Good for him. Their team name's the Tractors? Tractor Chelyabinsk. <laughs> Chelyabinsk. I, I would assume so. Eight points <laughs> in 13 games. I mean, Russia does have... Yes, a... Paul Shahura did play for the Sabres that year. Four points in nine games. Had a goal. Yeah, hasn't seen the NHL since... Poor guy. I guess sure. that's, I guess that's a good name for a team because Russia does have an immense agricultural <laughs> economy, I believe. Okay, how about team. how we talk about Rochester for a second here? Did you get the AHL TV subscription I did not. yet? Did you? Yes. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I always they, they, their games have been only been on after I get home after a long day, just get out of the station and. Man, like, it's it's tough staying awake through the games. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, I know. The first couple games, it was rough. They got killed by the Charlotte Checkers in both games. Uh, I got to watch the first one. Very rough, but Lawrence Pilot, bright spot. Just, he's a first-year North American pro, but you can just tell that this guy is, he's ready. Yeah. He's ready. He's ready tomorrow. He can play in the NHL tomorrow and probably be one of their better defensemen for the Sabres. Uh, he just takes control. Like, just his presence on the blue line is just great. He's a puck-moving defenseman. He's what they need. They Who, need more Lawrence Pilots. Who's the better AHL defenseman, Lawrence Pilot or TJ Brennan? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it Probably TJ Brennan. TJ Brennan, yeah. TJ Brennan he's is established. an AHL All-Star. Yeah. Former Sabres second-round pick, but yeah. We should start that meme, TJ Brennan, AHL All-Star. TJ Brennan is... He's a pretty he's, good player. I wish TJ Brennan would have gotten I wish he a fair out. shot. I like TJ Brennan. But yeah, they should uh, they they let him go for so cheap. He played Imagine a, if that guy was still in Rochester. He played eleven games in that TJ Brennan. Twelve uh eleven twelve season. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I lost my train of thought. TJ um we were talking about Lawrence Pilot. Yes, Lawrence Pilot. Uh yeah, he scored yesterday too, I believe. I think he scored yesterday. What's their record? I haven't been keeping. They're up. two. No, they're one and two. They're okay. one and two. They they just they beat Syracuse pretty bad yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'll bring up the box score though. Man, you know what's funny is that with the Amherst we could be one and two, and I'd say, well, it's an eighty-two game season. With the Sabers are two and one, and oh, we're gonna stay this way, no doubt about it. <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. I'm uh, not there yet. <laughs> but I have a 
double standard in my mind. I'm getting ahead of myself. Perhaps. Rochester won six to three last night against Syracuse. I got to catch like the first period. Uh, they were okay. The crunch. I thought Alex Nylander was pretty good. And how how bad is that crunch logo? That's terrible. Did you see it's the terrible. What is that? You see their twenty their twenty fifth anniversary jersey? No. It's brutal. It's like it's pretty much a two thousand eight Reebok Edge redesigned jersey. It's brutal. <laughs> they took it out of like the leftovers bin. It looks like a pro. It looks like a prototype from two thousand seven. But like, what yeah. is that? What is that? It's a goalie. It looks. It literally looks like the Crunch Fitness logo. Is it a goalie? It looks like a <laughs> no. It's a cosmonaut. I, like I think it's a goalie. I don't that know. It looks like Lance Armstrong. Really? Like on the Tour de France. Look at that. It looks like he's wearing a bicycle helmet. <laughs> you can't. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. What is the Syracuse Crunch logo? Is the Crunch logo juicing? Okay. Uh. Victor Olofsson scored his first AHL goal last night. It was a nice good, goal. Good, good. Uh, he also had two assists. C.J. Smith, a goal and assist. Zach Redmond, a goal and two assists. Lawrence Pyle, a goal and assist. Kyle Criscolo, one of each. Daniel Regan, one of each. And Alex Nylander, another assist. That puts him up to three assists in three games. Also had a pretty good scoring chance shorthanded off a cross-crease pass from, I want to say, Kevin Porter. Uh, just flubbed on it, though. Nearly has first goal of the season, but I'd be shocked if Alex Nylander was still in the AHL like a month from now. He, I mm-hmm. think, put bring him up. The only thing and is, and pilot like, too. If this roster is still playing good, I don't see who he could replace. That's the only thing. Like, that's the same with like Larson. Where are you going to put him when he's healthy? If you Sweden. want it, <laughs> send him to put him Lone on uh, unconditional waivers for termination. Yes, if other teams can. Put their bums on conditional yeah. waivers. Why can't the Sabres? Why can't we? Why can't we? Right. Come. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe they can trade him. Yeah, did you find out what the, this logo is? It's I, Honestly, it looks like a, a, a an inline skater at the Olympics. I always thought it was a goalie. I don't know. Look at him. He's not He's not wearing any pants. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not a goalie now that I look at it close up. It look looks like that. he's wearing a cape. Oh. It, he's wearing a cape. What is, is that? Wait, he is wearing a cape. It's supposed to be like a superhero. Oh my god, that's lame. Yeah, that screams like, like that screams minor league. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sabers and Avalanche yes. tonight. What do you think? What are you thinking here? I hope we give Allmark the start. I don't think I. I don't. I think they're gonna go back to Hutton. I I I want to see what. And I I wrote this in my piece I wrote the other day, but. Nothing Allmark does can create any kind of controversy at the moment. Hutton has played well enough where the conversation. He's the guy. He's the, he's guy. the guy. He's the number one. But I want. I still want to see what Allmark has. Maybe. If, well, you have to see what he has. He's right. pegged as the guy of the future at the moment. But Uko Pekalukinen. I think maybe he's killing it, in Rochester and and Sudbury right now. Right uh, now. He's gonna have to face the music. Eventually, and face a good a good offense, uh, but maybe it might be best even to put him against a team like LA, who's coming oh, up, yeah, who can't really score and kind of ease him into some shots. Uh, that might be a game where the Sabers actually have a chance to outscore or outshoot their opponent. But tonight's game, uh, we're gonna have to earn it. I think the mm. uh, Colorado may have played bad the other night, but they're gonna. They're gonna come back. They're not gonna stay down. They're 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 still fast. They're a good team. Uh, they're good down the lineup too. I'm excited to watch JT Comfer. Oh, that that's I miss JT Comfer. I know, I know. 
literally one of the only good prospects that came out of that 2013 draft class for this team. Mm-hmm. They had so many picks that year. So many picks. Look at well, Rista Line at the top, Zadorov, but of course they trade Zadorov and Comp for their next two picks, but then they pick Connor Hurley. I wish Zadorov worked out. Connor Hurley. Well, Zadorov is, by all accounts, doing much better in I know, Colorado, but I just wish. Which, mm. I wish we could have fixed it. Yeah, uh, Justin Bailey, who was scratched the second game of the season in Rochester, a healthy scratch. Are you kidding no. me? Yes. Justin Bailey. And I would be, at this point, I would be shocked if Justin Bailey saw any time with this team this season. I'd be shocked. That's really bad. I'd be shocked. Yeah. Because there's other players. Like, they're, who's more important? For development, Justin Bailey or Rasmus Asplund or yeah. Olafson, mm-hmm. like these guys, CJ Smith, even they're more important than Justin Bailey for mm-hmm. this team, and I think they can come up and contribute just as much as him. So <laughs> that's really at this good. point, I think you can probably forget about Justin Bailey. I, I'd say yeah, forget it. I'll write him off. Yeah, uh, yeah, Uko Pekalukinen. Yeah, he is murdering it in Sudbury. Uh, last time I checked, I checked last night, Sudbury. Who finished at the bottom? I think, I'm pretty sure the bottom of yeah, the they OHL last year. They had the number one overall pick, and quick pick Quentin Byfield, who's supposed to go second in the 2020 draft. He is yet to lose a game, and since he, I think, before he started playing games because he came in a little late, they like lost everything. <laughs> like they were getting killed, but he has. I think he's been in four appearances. Yeah, he's played five games. Yet to lose, 944 save percentage, wow. 178 goals against the average. Try telling me this was a wrong decision for him going <laughs> to the OHL. No. That is absurd for not just, like, OHL level, but just flat-out goaltending at a professional level. <laughs> that yes. is that is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, phenom unal. Yes. Yeah. He is. He's been, that's impressive. That's, that speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Sudbury could jump off a cliff, but mm-hmm. if he can, of course, he's not going to keep that up the whole season. There's no way. But if he can sustain a 935 plus save percentage, that's good. That's good for his confidence. You can, like, he just playing in Finland. Maybe it just wasn't doing it for him. He. Wasn't going to be, I don't even know if he was going to be the top, the starting goalie for the men's club that he was playing with in Finland, HPK. So, like, what would you rather him do? Play 60 games in the OHL and play well? Or play 10, 20 games in Finland and get his head caved in? Mm-hmm. It's for, I think this was the best for his development. He can come into the World Juniors confident. Mm-hmm. And I think, because he was, he was bad. He was bad at the World Juniors last year. 879 save percentage in five appearances for Finland. Yeah, and he and if you look at, yeah, I got the stats right here. He only played one game in in the league last year, 750 save percentage. One game. So maybe he would have been in the Mestis again. So he's got to he's got to play games. The, the only way that you can develop as a goaltender is if you play games. That's what I think. That's true. That's true. So I think I love Linus Allmark, but if this guy keeps it up, he's the he's the future. He is the future, and he 
is eligible to go to the AHL next season. So I I wow, wonder already. if I wonder if the OHL is too easy for him. If he should be in the AHL already. That's my question. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Still a young kid. Mm-hmm. Ease him into that North American yeah. game. Yeah. But yeah, if he can keep it up, hopefully, because I wonder what the plan is next season. Are they going to have him start? Are they going to give him a veteran? I don't. I don't know if they'll keep Wedgwood or not, but they'll probably bring. I don't know about Jonas Johansson. Hmm. Where is Jonas Johansson playing to this? Because he's in. He didn't even make the the Amherst. He's in Cincinnati. Right. If we still have plans for him. Yeah. You know. Oh, actually, I think he's an RFA. They might just oh. move on. I'll look. Well, I'm going to get into this Colorado game, though. Uh, furthermore, that is. I I'm, I can't wait to see who they start because they gave Grubauer the start the other night. Varlamov's healthy. Varlamov is indeed healthy. Uh, I thought Grubauer was going to come in and just take the job right away, but he's more just a challenge to Varlamov. But that's a good goaltending duo there. Oh, yeah. Very good. Um. Uh, another guy I'm excited to see Sam Gerrard too. Mm. I'm a big fan of Sam. Gerard. Sam Gerrard yeah. put on a lot of. I heard like 10, 15 pounds. Of I can't believe how summer. quickly he transitioned to the NHL. Yeah, he came in. I want to say he was like nineteen or twenty yeah. when he started. Yeah. Yeah, I think nineteen. He was thrown into that trade, yeah. and then, boom, he's here mm-hmm. already. I love Sam Gerrard. Mm-hmm. I wish. I really wanted Buffalo to pick him. Really wanted Buffalo to pick him. Of course, that would mean that Rasmus Asplund wouldn't have been picked. Right. But man, that that kid can play. Of course, we're we're recording this before the Lions come out, but I I certainly hope we keep the Lions the same. Or uh, I heard Sabotka may be ready to come back tonight as well. So uh... I heard that Sabotka and Larson are ready. Mm-hmm. But I listened to Bogosian's interview yesterday, and he said that he's not ready to go yet. He still needs a few more practices. I can't. It's skipping my mind. Who's in the lineup for him right now? Uh, uh, Bolu and Nelson. It's like a competition between them. But what about Sabotka? Who's Sabotka? In for... Oh, Sabotka. Did I say Sabotka or Bogo? Uh, I was just talking about Bogo. Okay, so okay. I was, sorry. I assumed. Uh, first, I think it's Ellie. Remy oh, Ellie. right, Remy. Ellie. Okay, yep. yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll look up the lines from yesterday though, yeah. just to see. I would assume that it'll stay the same. Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, I'm scared for of, of Nathan McKinnon though. That line, Landis Cog, McKinnon, and yeah. uh, Rantanen. That's probably just as good as any line you're gonna find in the NHL. Right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk more though when you're looking this up about the Leafs because they are just the most fun team to watch. Even though it, it it's it's really only Matthews and Tavares scoring for them. Uh, who got someone got an empty netter for them the other night though. Uh, uh, I can't think. It was one of their Connor Brown got an empty netter, and it's like, well, it's 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 the Matthews and Tavares show now, and it's it's extremely fun to watch because Tavares is just as dominant as ever. You don't want them to win, of course, but it's it's fun watching them win. Okay, here are the lines: Connor Sherry, Eichel, and Reinhardt, Skinner, Berglund, Oposo, Ali with Saboka rotating in because he's still on the fence. Middlestat and Thompson. Gergensen's Rodriguez slash Larson, Pommonville. If they take out Evan Rodriguez for Yohan Larson, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. 
It does nothing for you if you do that. They're coming off two wins. You can't put Larson back in the lineup. You just can't. You can't. How can you say that you improve with having Johan Larson in your lineup over Evan Rodriguez? Maybe they're just waiting for Rodriguez to make a mistake. But he's been so good. He has. He just can't buy a goal, though. He's just been snake bitten. What do we see in Larson? Is that he's a body, he's an NHL player that can you, you plug into the lineup? That's the only thing I could possibly think of, because he doesn't bring anything to the table for me. What did you think about Remielli? Oh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. He's a very physical guy. Good along the walls. Good fighting for pucks. Um, I like him. You know, I, I I hope he can bring some offense, but it, it's not a big deal. He's been he's been good in the role that he's been asked to play. Yeah, they need to give that third line more minutes. Mm-hmm. Middlestat is not playing nearly enough. No, at all. Now, when they sent Nylander and Gooley down. Their explanation was they need more minutes, more valuable minutes in Rochester because they wouldn't be getting ice time in Buffalo. Then why are Middlestat and Thompson up here? Now, I'm not advocating that Middlestat and Thompson should be in Rochester because they shouldn't, but you're not playing them. So with your thinking, your rationale in in sending Gooley and Pilot and Nylander down... Shouldn't Millsett and Thompson be down too? And you should be playing bums like Johan Larson and whoever else, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Play them more. Give them some more ice time. And they, they're putting Millsett on the first power play now too, which is nice. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. So uh, where is he going to play, though, on that power play? Ooh, I didn't. I feel so like it's Eichel, Risto, Reinhardt, Opozo? Mm-hmm. In middle stat. Reinhardt's going to be the guy in front. Yeah. We know. Michael on the off one. So middle stat's probably going to be next to Ristolainen then. So he's going to be the playmaker guy. Mm-hmm. You have you have Opozo down at closest to the camera side, if you will, at the face-off circle. Rhino in front, Eichel off wing. Risto blue line. Middle stat blue line then. That's what it's, that's what it's going to look like. You're going to use his playmaking ability. I like What it. do you think? I put this out there the other day. Darlene on the number one power play. With Risto? Without or with. It doesn't really matter. Not yet. I think I think he'd do fine. I don't want to see it yet. I know Risto, is, Risto has been really good, mm-hmm. by the way. He was probably one of the only bright spots in the Bruins game. Right. But I think that he'd do fine. I really think that... Darlene would do fine because just think his passing ability is better than pretty much anybody on this team at the moment. Him dishing the puck to Eichel on the power play, just imagine. I I don't see the need for it at the moment because we saw Ristolainen dish it to Eichel mm-hmm. on that that one timer goal against Vegas. I I don't think I just don't think Risto has done anything to warrant getting re- taken re- off. Re- yeah, taking him off. I yeah. think he's he's been perfectly fine. Oh, here are the power play units. It's Eichel, Ristolainen, Oposo, Reinhardt, Middlestat, Darlene, Rodriguez, Skinner, Thompson, Sherry. Those are the two power play units. Good for Erod. Yeah. You know, that's hard work right there. I'm surprised Pondville's not on the second power play unit. Yeah. Usually, yeah, I remember him getting some time last year on the off win. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I, it's... I, 
how about let's talk about how good our power play is this year. I think we had a power play goal. Oh no. <laughs> we had a power play goal. Oh Don't God. worry, nothing happened. We we had a power play goal against Vegas. I'm not sure if we had two. We de- both of them against the Rangers were power plays. We had one uh power play against the Bruins, but we know what happened there. So we're, we're probably like three for four, three for five, kind of, on the power play. You know, it's no use talking about this to Joe right now. He just saw a tweet. We're going to read about it and discuss. Okay, so some woman just tweeted that eating glue is a gateway to cannibalism, and somebody tagged me in it. So I guess I'm going to be a cannibal someday. I don't get it. What is her rationale? I don't know. Some Some advisor... Would pour glue on his arm, let it dry, then peel it off, then eat it. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> That's just weird. You see, like, I didn't drink glue f- just for the fun of it. You see, like, I was just being a man of my word. You, you know, uh, what, what, a lot of people, man. what a lot of people don't get <clears throat> is that glue was invented to be be drunken. Really? But then some, some idiots used it as a adhesive to you know it was made to drink no (laughs) no 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 i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding okay wow (laughs) wow this is getting off the rails what were we talking about we were talking about the power (laughs) power play play, yes the power play's been fine it has remember a couple years ago they had the number one power play in the league and then they were terrible last year and they never scored but yeah they, they look fine they have the weapons to be Good on the power play. Absolutely. You don't have... Who was on it last year? Let's think. You don't have to put Pominville on it anymore. Or Benoit Pouliot. Oh, God. Remember him, Benoit Pouliot? Remember oh, when I, you were surprised that Benoit Pouliot didn't get traded at the trade deadline? Yeah, yeah, because I thought he was... Benoit Pouliot? But where is he? I don't. I think he's, he's not even league. playing. He's not even playing anywhere. I saw an interesting thing on Reddit yesterday, stat, if you want to call it that. We have five guys who are on the roster last year that are not even playing professional hockey right now. Yes, Josh Georges, who I saw in Elliot Friedman's Thirty-One Thoughts, he's in like Kelowna coaching the Kelowna yeah. Rockets. I should I should rephrase that. Uh, not that they're not playing professional hockey; it's that they are not even in the NHL anymore. Benoit Pouliot, Josh Georges, Jacob Josephson, Justin Falk. Justin Falk is one. I don't know. I, th- if he's I don't on know there. if he's in the AHL because I know he got a PTO in Calgary. Who was another guy? Um, oh, I mean, you could throw Baptiste and Nolan in a different category because they're yeah, not even in the, they're in the AHL. Oh, I have. I've saw this. Mm-hmm. Pierre LeBron in uh, intermission of one of the games the other day. He said that even in the past when the Sabers had good teams, like in '99. It always felt like if they had beaten Dallas, it would have been an upset. They need a lot of things to align for them, but this core the Sabres have right now is the real deal. They have something special there. That gives you chills. That it just does. gives you chills. That is Pierre Lebrun saying that. That's mm-hmm. that's Pierre Le- It's not like some schlub. Not some schmuck. Sean Simpson who makes up fake rumors. No. This is... The real this deal. is Pierre Lebron. Mm-hmm. The Sabres are finally getting national recognition. Jack Eichel is finally getting national recognition from the Canadian media. Mm-hmm. This is great. This is great. What they're building here, 
just watch out because they got the three first-round picks if they happen to trade Skinner at the trade deadline. They're going to get probably another one. The core is going to be good. It's going to be really, really good. It just has to come together. And hopefully that starts this season. It, they might, they'll probably not make the playoffs this year. They probably won't. But as long as they show that they can grow, that this team, that this core is right, they need to show. The guys in Rochester need to show that they deserve to be up in Buffalo. Nylander, Pilot, Gooley. Pilot and Gooley are huge in this because if they can be in Buffalo next year on a full-time basis and be amazing, that's great. That's great because then that's two defensemen that you have. I don't where even... where do they slot in? Where do Pilot and Gooley slot in? That's the thing. They have so many defensemen on NHL contracts. It's going to be so hard to bring them up unless there's an injury. I don't even want to begin to think about trading Skinner at the deadline or ever. Yeah, I don't want to think about it. But I, he's got a score. He's got a score. He I, does. We got, we're only three games in, but he hasn't been great. I, he hasn't been great at all. He wasn't good. I thought he was horrible in the first game. Mm-hmm. Didn't really. He he hasn't been getting much ice time either. No, ha, not at all. I don't understand. Give these guys some more ice time. Phil Housley, come on, Phil. Phil come Housley. on, man. Let's go. You know what? There's definitely a lighter mood in the air right at the moment. Yes, it was and very, 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 very hostile. Yeah, last Friday. Yeah, very hostile. But I mean, just compared to past years and other episodes, I think things are. A little brighter at the moment. At the moment. Yeah. Of course, they could get slaughtered tonight against the Avalanche, and then it'll be an, another mood when we do another episode mm-hmm. tomorrow. But, yes, we wanted to do award predictions. Yes. Stanley Cup, who do you think? Met the matchup. Oh, the matchup. Mm. Matchup and winner. Let me think here. See, I went into this. This was my idea to do this, and I, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm like, man, I really have no idea because the league is so good right now. My hunch... Tells me in the East, it will once more be the Washington Capitals. Really? Yes. I think they are playing with such trademark supreme confidence at the moment. If you just watch their game yesterday against Vegas, they were flying. The fans are And how about Vegas? How about Vegas? Not good. Yes. Not good. The Cinderella story's over. The clock is hit midnight. Mm-hmm. Vegas Golden Knights are bad. This yep. is great. The shoe does not fit. I think I'd rather... I, I, I will take more joy in watching Vegas be bad this year mm-hmm. than Ottawa. And how about Ottawa? They're, some of their young guys. Maxime Lajoie. How many points does he have? He's got like four or five points. Brady Kachuk scored. Yeah, Kachuk scored a couple goals. Oh, I want to talk about this. Well, sorry, cut into the, the predictions, but uh, Pierre Lebrun said that According to a source, which this has been pretty widely known, we've talked about this because the Sabres reportedly had Kachuk second on their list, but if they would have taken, if Montreal would have done the O'Reilly trade with the third overall pick for O'Reilly, the Sabres would have selected Brady Kachuk. So I want to pose the question, would you rather have Brady Kachuk or the package that they got from St. Louis? I'd rather have the package we got. Really? Yeah. I think I'd rather have Brady Kachuk. Now, I don't think Kachuk being selected third overall was warranted. I think that picking somebody with more offensive upside would have been the right way, the right decision. But 
Brady Kachuk is still going to be an unreal player. And prob- maybe even line one potential. You're not getting any line one first line potential players in that O'Reilly deal. Most likely. We don't know who those two draft picks are yet, but I don't think Tage Thompson is a... When it's all said and done, Tage Thompson was probably going to be a really good third-line winger. That's my that's my guess, but yeah. I, think, I, I just don't think... I want quality over quantity, if that makes any sense. I think the potential of what we got... We don't know yet. We don't know, because... The thing is, with Berglund, he, how many years does Berglund have left on his contract? I think three or so. Three or four. But the potential of what we got, I believe, outweighs what Kachuk could possibly do. I think if if we draft well with these picks, easier said than done, of course. Because, and again, lately in the NHL, in drafts, you can pick a guy 10th and he can be an elite scorer within... Two, three years. Like Miko Rantanen. Mm-hmm. He was like the seventh or yeah, sixth, seventh, eighth pick, something like that. So you, you just never know. Uh, Patrick Berglund, he's here until 2022, 2023. That's a very long time. It is. And I would imagine Berglund is already 30. I would imagine that that's going to be a headache and fans are going to be trying to get him out of Buffalo by then. But at the moment, I think Berglund is a fine player and a suitable second, third line center. Got yeah. something to say? Uh, no, just oh, okay. a tweet. No, I... uh, Saboka, he's got a year left, so by the time... I don't know. I I just think I'd rather take a Chuck. The the more sure thing. I'm sorry, I might, I might address this at the end of the show. But <laughs> Do it now. Why not? Do it now? Yeah, why not? Uh, it mentions some friends of the show, such as Two in the Box, their show as well as uh, Beyond the Blade. But the tweet says, Our Thursday is going to be official Sabres podcast day from now on. Got two in the box Buffalo and Beyond or, I'm sorry, and Beyond the Blade hockey. The Charge and Buff had one earlier, but if you could all coordinate, that would be great. <laughs> this isn't... I'm sorry, I mean... What do you want us to do? <laughs> I don't know. Thursdays are our days. That's it. Thursdays are that's our studio time. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's Fridays too. Thursdays yeah. and Fridays. We don't we don't mean to do this. Yeah. We're not. That's just the only time we can do it. Head to head. We're not we're not competing. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> I hey if I could hunker down and listen to three Sabres podcasts in a day, why not? I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Listen oh, yeah. to some differing viewpoints. You know. Yeah. Hopefully we sit down for a few hours. Listen to all three. Hopefully we can all bring something different to the table. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, back to the awards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Washington Capitals, you picked Capitals. Yeah, I have the Capitals. Capitals just, versus who? Capitals in the West. Ooh. I'm, uh, lately, I'm really feeling the San Jose Sharks. I think they can do they it. They murdered the Flyers they the other night. They killed them. Oh, yes. man. Evander Kane is just dirt nasty. He is nastier than, like, an eighth grader's mustache. I will tell you that. <laughs> you know what I? But he, filthy player of Andrew Kane. Uh what's not? What do you think? Uh, do you want I'm, me to choose who the Stanley Cup winner is? Sure, sure. I feel like the Capitals can repeat. 
Mm-hmm. I really feel like it. They I, kept I, most of their team they have. Yeah, exactly. I just have a hunch. Ovi hasn't slowed down. They look like the same team it's they did in the playoffs. pretty much whoever comes out of that Metropolitan Division. Holtby is back to form. He's, yeah. He was unbelievable last night. Because I think if whoever wins that matchup, Penguins or Capitals, they win the Cup. Mm-hmm. And that might be the case again this year. Yeah. But I, in the West, I say it's going to be the Jets. Yeah. Okay. And I think the Jets will win the cup. Yeah. This year. The Jets will win there the cup. There we go. There we and, go. Uh, in the East, I I want to say Tampa, but I I just but you don't I, know. I don't think I don't think they can do it. Uh, I'm gonna go. Hmm. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh, geez. Winnipeg. Oh, Winnipeg man. wins. Yeah. Winnipeg yeah. wins. Your like Jets it. are your second team. Yeah. So. Hell yeah, they are. Yeah, they oh. are. I got a Jets hat. I wore. You do. I, I wore the day after the home opener. I wore all black in the Jets hat just yeah. to signify the death of the Buffalo Sabres. But yes, uh, Rocket Richard. We got mm. one. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Matthews. Kills me to say it, but Austin Matthews, Rocket Richard. Yeah, you know, there's nobody producing like him. <laughs> it's yeah. not gonna stop. Got seven goals. Come on. It's Austin Matthews. Yes. Might, might early see. Maybe we'll revisit this in the middle of the year, but. Mm-hmm. Well, Matthews yeah. is at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Art Ross, Connor McDavid. I don't, I don't think any question about that. Maybe Matthews, too, with that unreal Toronto offense. Man, I don't want to, like, pick all the same here, but I think McDavid is. Yeah. McDavid's too hot to handle. But is Edmonton good enough? That's the thing. Does they weren't have, last he year. He does not have. An, but he, he still had over 100 points mm-hmm. last year, so mm-hmm. who knows? Uh, Norris. No, this is a fun one. Hmm. Do you have an idea? I'm going to go with... I want to pick a young guy. Yeah, no, I want to pick a young guy. Morgan Riley's off to a great start, but I don't think... Not. I'm not going to put him in the Norris conversation just yet, so... Nah. Eric Carlson's the safest pick. Okay. I think Eric Carlson's a safe pick for the Norris. Okay, Eric On a much Carlson. better team as well. Let's think. Who are the great defensemen around the league? I can never think. You know what a hunch is telling me? I can go with my gut here. Seth Jones. Seth Jones. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I, I, okay. For some reason, it's, it's... I feel like that's a bold pick, but I a, think... But that defense think, yeah. is so good in Columbus, mm-hmm. I think he has the help around him yeah. to inflate his stats a bit and make him look a little a little better. Uh, how about the Calder? I think we can say this at the same time. Elias, Elias Patterson. Patterson. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Elias you know Patterson what? is the real deal. This guy is going to be so good. And I saw in 31 Thoughts that if people think that if Patterson would have taken the same way to North America like Nico Heischer did, he would have been first overall. Man, I, I think agree. in a few years, uh, the Flyers and Devils are really going to be kicking themselves. Yeah. You know? Cause... And the the Knights. Right. Patterson went fourth, no, right? No, no. Where do you go? Pedersen went fifth. Yeah, fifth. Uh, Vegas, Vegas was to third. trade up. No, Vegas picked sixth or seventh. Cody Glass. Oh right. Yeah. I thought they were guaranteed the third pick though. No, they were third in the lottery. Okay. And then they got pushed oh. back because Dallas and Philadelphia moved all the way up. Okay. So, yeah, Heiskanen looks like incredible player too. Is it pronounced Heiskanen? I, I don't know. Because why are the commentators are calling him Heiskanen? Uh, they might just both. be Canadian. I've thing. heard both. Okay, I'm calling I, him. I would imagine. I, I'm going to call him High School. I'm sticking with High School. Yeah, but Elias Patterson's. Good. And and you know what? Vancouver has their number one center of the future. He is. 
phenomenal. He's his, great. His helmet is way too big for his head. Uh, but before the season started, before anybody gets into Tinsy about Darlene, I, I, I said before the season started, it's likely not going to be Darlene because the Calder always goes to a guy who's been in development for one year and then comes up and just dominates. It's never a true rookie. And it's it's gonna hold true, I think, this mm. year. And oh, we didn't we haven't talked about Darlene yet. He's been he's been good. I thought he's been, yeah. He rarely makes mistakes. Rarely. You wouldn't think and he's a uh, rookie. Yeah. Out there. Just his passing. His passing is great. His skating. He like knows what he's gonna do when he before he gets the puck. Mm-hmm. He's so smart. I he's gonna be so good. There, he remember he's an 18 year old defenseman playing in the NHL. It's not all going to come together right away, but he looks like he's as advertised. Mm-hmm. He's going to be really, really good. Man, we are really a young team. Very young team. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, uh, I wonder. I part of me wonders if they're going to send one of Middlestad or Thompson to the minors, because that's like we said earlier. How are if how are they going to reward a guy like Nylander if there's no injuries? I can see a position where if Thompson's struggling and Nylander is playing well, that they just flip flop him. I can see it. I gotta be honest with you. I think it would be middle step, really, because I think Thompson has the size that we want. We don't really have a big forward other than Remy Ely. I think I just can't. I I don't think I can see middle step getting sent down. I don't, I don't think I could. I don't know. It's what my my visions are telling mm-hmm. me. Any what, what other awards? There's major awards. Vesna. Vesna. Yes. Mm. Connor Hellebuck. Oh, I like that. I I, I like that a lot. Who are some guys that are really emerging here late uh, early on? I want to say Sergey Bobrovsky. Okay. Yeah. How about Columbus? Or no, I'm going to switch that. Brain Holpe. Brain Holpe. I think he's back. What do you, I wonder what the Blue Jackets do with Bobrovsky and Panarin. This is the 06-07 Sabres situation. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. They're two best players possibly going to hit the free agent market on July 1st. I can't remember the last time a big-time <clears throat> goalie hit free agency. Right? I don't think yeah. it's ever happened. And if that does happen, the New York Islanders are... I think Pecorino is going to be a free agent as well. That's They're probably too, not going to re-sign him. I, if I'm Nashville, I don't re-sign him. Yeah. UC Sar- I think UC Saros is ready. He is. Take over. And you're going to need money to keep your guys, too. You know what I, I thought was funny? You watch... Uh, well, I was tuning into a couple... I, I went to watch the Flames and Predators the other night, but it was during intermi- it was intermission. And Sportsnet does them like back in the locker room area, kinda. And they're down three nothing. They're they're definitely down in the game. I don't know if it was three nothing at that point exactly, but you see them all walking out of the locker room, headed towards the ice. And Pecorino was starting that night, and you see you see Star uh, you see Saros, someone's calling Starburst. You see Saros is like he's fist bumping everybody. Yeah, come on guys, let's go. Because he's thinking, man, Rene, if you keep losing, I'm going right into that lineup. He's like, yeah, let's go. Keep it up, guys. Come on. Okay, I think we're going to get into questions now. All we're right. almost at the hour mark. Yeah. So. Uh, now do you now believe? Do you believe? <laughs> well, Will, I do not believe it's three games in. I'm not going to say they're good. I'm not going to say they're bad. 
but they looked good the last couple games. I will say that. When I think I'm going to put a game number on when I'm going to make my definitive statement on if this is a good team or not. Game 30. I'm going to go game, because remember last year, it was five games in. This was over. This was over five games in last year. So I'm going to say 15 games. Okay. I'm going to say 15 games. That's like the end of the month. They should have a pretty good indication on if this is potentially a playoff team or another. eh, If they're going to be a playoff team, if they're going to be 500 for the course of the year, or if they're going to be a dumpster fire again. Because if they get killed again in Colorado against the Avs tonight, yeah, I would assume that they're probably going to be picking in the top ten. He's getting killed half your game so far. You know what I mean? Uh, when will Middlestat get more ice time? Get more power play time. He's on the number one power play unit, so I would hope that he's just got to play, play good in the time he gets on the third line and then naturally earn more ice time, I would assume. Yeah, he's getting it now with the power play time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when will Elmark get his first start? It's got he'll, he'll start at least one or two games on that Western road trip, mm-hmm. you got to think. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Pilot better than Gooley? In the minors, yes. I think Lawrence Pilot is better than Brendan Gooley. I yeah. do. I really do. Uh, Brendan Gooley has to be better. He has not been great in Rochester. When I've when I've watched, he hasn't really stood out. Uh, hype train too much, or do you see sustained success throughout the year? I'm I t- feel like the hype train is too much. The past, it's been two games, but I just don't see this team making the playoffs just yet. Again, I'll come back to you in a couple weeks, few, if in a few weeks when they hit 15 games, but pump the brakes because I'm seeing a lot of. Uh, talk about how this team could potentially be a playoff team. There's a lot of good teams in this league. Lots of good teams. I'm excited, but I'm definitely tempering my expectations. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You have to temper your expectations. I'm excited, though. Uh, where's Justin Bailey? Justin Bailey's in Rochester, and he will not leave Rochester. Uh, is Eichel's ego gone because he is captain? I feel like when people talk about how Eichel shouldn't be the captain... That's just a boatload of crap. Because, like, you're just remembering two, three years ago when he was sitting at the podium all pouty and rolling his eyes, not making any eye contact with the media after a horrible season. Jack Eichel has never lost in his career until he Mm -hmm. went to Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Imagine winning for 15, 16 years of your life being the best and then you come to Buffalo and you lose for the first time, it's going to be an adjustment. Mm -hmm. And it's... I would be pissed off if I was Jack Eichel playing on a garbage team. You know, like, it's understandable. And he's he was a kid. He was a kid. Jack Eichel is... He's a man now. He's 22. Yeah, 22. That's a fair point. He's going to grow up. It's... I don't know. It, It just annoys me seeing that people questioning why Eichel's the captain. I think he's still got a little bit of an ego to him, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with having a little bit of an ego to your game. Right. But there's no doubt in my mind that Jack Eichel is the right choice to be captain in this team. No doubt. Uh, Do you think that Jeff Skinner will be disgruntled 
not playing with either Eichel or Middlestat. I don't think he's that kind of guy. Yeah. To voice it publicly, mm-hmm. maybe he is inside. Maybe he he wants more opportunity. But I think he's the kind of player who. I think we're looking at him as he can elevate that second line. I think he should look at it like that's what we're doing for mm. now. And if he plays well enough, then put him up there with Eichel. Uh, what are your early observations of the younger players like Middlestat and Thompson? I think they've been they've been they've been fine. They, yeah, they've been yeah, fine. They've been fine, but they're just not getting ice time. Right. So I think that they will be they will play better with more ice time. I I that's that's the bottom line. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. I'm trying to think of the right way to put this, but um, if you're like, if you're painting a picture or something, if you're an artist, you want as blank a canvas as you can get. You know what I mean? For to do whatever you want, I think we need to give them a canvas of sorts to mm-hmm. go out there because they're both create. They're both creative players. Right. I'd like to see right. them put their creative. This goes for Darlene as well. Yeah. Put their creativity on display. Give them. As much as they need, don't pressure them with being don't sent hold down. Them back. Don't hold them back. Don't hold them back. Let them, let them run free. Like the same thing for the Bills with Josh Allen right now. Let them play. It's the best way to learn. Mm-hmm. But just you don't learn by sitting on the bench. Right. Exactly. Just give them as much opportunity, as much resources as you can, as much practice time as they need. Just as much everything. Work with them. Let them do their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts on Jake McCabe? A couple people asking about that. I thought he's been great. He's been great. He's been definitely looking like it could be a bounce back year for him. He's a the perfect partner for Dalian. He's been hel- he's healthy. He's one hundred percent to our knowledge, at least. He's playing like it. Yeah, he's playing his he, physical. He, game he wasn't playing healthy last season, no. and lots of people were maybe even kind of giving up on Jake McCabe last year because he had kind of a rough start to the season. Oh, kind of. He he was rough last year, but he was injured. It's it. We it, found that out a while ago. He was playing hurt. It's reflecting his style of play. Mm-hmm. I think that's noticeable. Uh, wasn't this the first time Bogosian was a hundred percent going to the season? That's all I heard over the summer. What happened? I think he got hurt in the the game in Clinton, Clinton, New York. Yes, he got yep, hurt that's in that it. game and craft hockeyville game. I don't think that. I heard that it's just a lower body injury, right? I'm not sure yeah. if it, he wouldn't say if it was the same injury as last year, which no, uh, I believe how Housley said about a week ago that it's, it's unrelated. Unrelated. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Bogosian, just be healthy, man. Just, just get please, healthy, please. Uh, we're critical, but we're rooting for him. Yeah. At the same time. Oh, that that rant you had last week on Bogosian was hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it is way too early to be talking about trade deadline acquisitions. I know. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Donalina Bus yet? Should we give him more time? Good lord. A little, little bit more time. No time. No no comment. Do you think Rasmus Donalina will get his first NHL point tonight? Ooh. Yeah. I mean, he could have very well had two goals against the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Did you? Oh, you didn't see that game? No. He oh would have gotten an assist. Thompson had that goal that was a high stick. He would have had the assist he would have there. Had the assist. So he hit the post on Lundqvist. I think the the high stick rule for goals is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I see where they're coming from. It's not pee wee hockey where you're trying to protect the the little 
you know players what, out there. Like, if you hit the guy in the face, just put him in the box. I, oh, I didn't, I don't see it that no. way. I thought it was more like a just a fairness kind of deal. I don't I don't care. You know, like uh, I see it as the same principle as kicking the puck. That's what I thought. That's what I thought it was I, like. You should be. I think you should be allowed to kick the puck in too. They they want to create more goals. That could create some problems though. I don't want to create goals artificially. Enough goals are being created with the talent. And the goal scoring is up. It is. Yes. It is. And you know what they're doing? They're hurting goalies now with the pads. It's actually happening. Brian Elliott was bruised up the other night. Really? Because his pads are too small. Hmm. But this is a unique penalty. I've never seen this before. I know we're wrapping up, but this is a good time to throw this little tidbit in. Uh, Rupe Hints on the Stars got a penalty for playing the puck with his glove on a faceoff the other night. Have you ever seen, seen, I've seen it a couple times. That's, I mean, he's a rookie. He didn't yeah. know that, but he'll learn. Mm-hmm. That's just, that is the textbook rookie mistake. <laughs> like, for real. Hans is a great player. He's a good player. I wanted Homer. him. Second round pick. I wanted him, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's all, that's all we got for you guys today, right? That's all. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll recap the Avalanche game. Hopefully we're not yelling and screaming like we were last Friday. But yeah, it's been probably one of the best weeks of Sabres hockey in a while. So the the shows after games are going to be the most tense shows. Mm-hmm. Like last week was yeah. tense. A little bit of an overreaction on my part, but hey, it was I'm sure it was fun to listen to. Yeah. But yeah, uh that's all we got for this episode. If you enjoyed, we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Follow us on Twitter as well at JoeTCBNHL. And you can follow Luke on Twitter as well at LVKETCB. And I want to give a little shout-out to the Buffalo Sports Podathon that's going to be yes. going on. I was gonna, I was going to say. Saturday, October 27th. I will be there. I will be on with Austin from the Charging Buffalo as well as Chad and Anthony from Die by the Blade. So that's going to be fun. So, nice, nice. Uh, it's going to be at the Gallery Mall. You can check it out. I believe I'll be on at noon. So, yeah, come in, give a listen. Uh, yeah, I think you can watch it live on Twitter and Facebook as well. So keep an eye out for that. I'm excited for that. I can't be there, unfortunately. Um, but I'm excited to mm-hmm. see how it goes. Yeah, so we're getting recognition, baby. Yeah. Okay, once again, we appreciate you guys for listening and appreciate you all listening. And we'll see you in the next one probably tomorrow. Goodbye. Thank you.